0: Welcome to The Gathering Place, a Blessed is She podcast. We're so glad you're here. Come chat with us about Jesus,
1: prayer, community, and life. So let's get started.
0: Hey, Beth. Hey, Jenna. How are you? So glad to be with you. I feel like we're not wearing the same outfits. We got to do this snap thing where we're in different outfits.
1: Honestly, I was just thinking I should have brought another outfit because they're going to know that we batch record our podcast. We don't always. Just today. Just today. Do you want me to get you a new jacket? Yeah, I think I'm fine. I think YouTube will forgive me for wearing this outfit on Teachable Tuesday, Q&A, and two podcast episodes.
0: Tell us down below if you're okay <laughs> with it.
1: I cannot stop recommending. I cannot stop evangelizing the world what? to watch the latest season of Last Chance You.
0: I've only gotten one episode in.
1: You're not there. Barely. Yet. You're not. You're not into it. Barely. yet.
0: Barely.
1: No, not into it. I just don't think I love any of the guys yet. Okay, you you will. So Last Chance You is this docu series on Netflix. They did a couple of seasons of these community colleges uh, football teams, uh-huh. highly competitive. Football teams, and then the guys, you know, graduate up, graduate out, and move on to like D one programs or yeah, what have you. That's their like goal. So this new season is about basketball at Elac East Los Angeles Community College, and this incredible JUCO basketball mm-hmm. team, yes. right? Where these these guys were playing Division One, they they couldn't maintain the grades, you know, whatever happened. Mm-hmm. Anger issues, trauma, things happen in their life. They just can't sustain that that level of play and pressure. They come down to this junior level and they get coached by this incredible man named Coach Mosley. Anyway, I just can't stop talking about it because the way that he loves them and talks to them about the Lord yeah. is like kind of insane. Okay. Like at one point, you know, he's doing his coach thing and he's like flipping out and like yelling, but he doesn't he's, cuss. He's
0: very high energy. Very high energy. It's a lot. He speaks in not
1: full sentences. Yeah. He like really gets in the moment and it's yeah. like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you're looking at the guys listening to him coach and he, they're like trying to follow. But it was like shocking to me that he doesn't cuss at them. Yeah. At them or at all, right? Yeah. He's a, a Christian. He's a deacon or a pastor at his own little church with his family and he's always just casually talking to them about the Lord. Okay. It's just a part of who he is. Th- they'll have this meeting in his office and some kid will be struggling, he'll be encouraging him, building him up, telling him I'm working on this. I want you to get a scholarship. I want you to have a future. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, God. Thank you for Joe. We know that your hand is on his life Lord. He just like goes into wow. it. Wow. Praying over
0: them. Okay. It's incredible. Yeah.
1: Anyway, I just think first of all the show is amazing. It's like very moving. The guys are Beautiful. I like pray for them.
0: Sweet.
1: Well, people have a hard time, you know? Yeah, people have
0: hard lives. People do have hard lives. Yeah, I agree.
1: Anyway, it's just beautiful to see this witness of this coach who's like a community college basketball coach. Right. Who his faith is just a part of his normal life.
0: Yeah, it is his life.
1: Yeah. That's what we're going for
0: this season. Well, we're done here. (laughs)
1: You guys, if you just want to check out Last Chance you and uh, we'll see you next season.
0: <laughs> I wish I had those kind of guts.
1: To just talk to people, pray
0: with people? Yeah. I guess he's not doing that with strangers. He's doing it with people he's like walking with.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I think you just have to start doing it. Right. I recently have yeah. just been trying. I feel this like imperative within me to pray with people. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't think most people don't want to be prayed with. Yeah. I think most people are looking for a word, looking for encouragement. I remember myself, like growing up in youth group, like I just, I wanted somebody to have a word for me, like somebody to notice me and take Mm. interest in me and pray with me. You know, we all want someone to do that for us, but we're not willing to be that person. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I've just like started saying to people like, can I just pray for you right now? Yeah. You know? And it might be a little bit awkward, but I find if you just dive right in, you don't have to be a weirdo about it.
0: It ends eventually.
1: Well, yeah. I think the longer you kind of hem and haw about it, even like asking for intentions, I think sometimes can like increase the awkwardness. You know why you want to pray for that person based on the conversation. Yeah. They just confided marriage troubles. Can I pray for you? Right now, instead yeah. of, I will pray for you, right? Can I pray for you right now? Father, thank you that your hand is on their marriage. Lord, I ask you to bring healing and restoration to their hearts, Lord. Increase their trust. You, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's over. Then it's done. But if you're like, ah, how do you want me to pray for you? It becomes like a whole thing. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Take the Coach Mosley route. Just go into it. Just talk. You're just just dive in. And
1: then boom, you're praying. <laughs> it's incredible.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Coach. Yeah, what a guy. Have you well I know had a positive mean. experience of praying with someone? Yeah. A stranger? Or a friend. I don't know. Let's start with friends. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I pray with you and I pray with Mike and it's the best. It is absolutely the best. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I've done it with like an acquaintance where it's like a little bit more you're like testing the waters. Yeah.
1: Is this okay? Can we do it? Right. Are we friends who pray together?
0: Yeah. I don't know. I did do it with Mary Ruth when it was like just us. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time. Mm-hmm. So not an acquaintance, but also not someone where we like, that was like our norm. Yeah. Anyway, it was really special.
1: You remember from our <laughs> our intro episode on our theme for this season. You know, I was kind of interested in exploring some of these obstacles. Oh, I like the obstacle game a lot. You do? I do. I Amazing. Love it. Amazing. Okay. I think an
0: obstacle to evangelization. I think I could have been on debate.
1: Oh, I believe that. Yeah. I
0: just need a lot of honing, but I could have done it. It would have been fun for me.
1: Yeah. That's all. Go ahead. Okay. I think one obstacle that people have, I don't know enough to tell people about the faith. I don't know enough to evangelize. I don't with your
0: Steno notebook.
1: have all the answers, and I couldn't quote the scripture or the catechism verse. I can't with that
0: voice. <laughs> okay, I guess I need to back up on that. Back it up. I think talking about the faith is different than talking about Jesus.
1: Totally. As Father Mark Mary would say, 100%. 100%. I think for people, those things are synonymous. They think evangelization, they think, I don't know my faith. I would say what you're imagining to be evangelization is actually apologetics. Yeah. You think I need to be able to defend the faith.
0: You're yeah. assuming
1: that sharing the gospel means answering every deeply sure. personal or like hot button issue. That's not the same thing as sharing the gospel. That's not up to you. It's not your problem. Okay. It's not your problem to defend. The church or the truth. St. Augustine says the truth is a lion, something like that. It's a really good analogy. It defends itself. Okay. So you don't need to feel this pressure to defend the church. Th- the word, Jesus, the church is right. So it- it's not up to you. You can honestly say, this is what I would say all the time in youth ministry. I don't know. That's so hard. Like I know where to look. I could ask someone else. Yeah. It's okay to just not know the answer, but I think if you were to share who Jesus is to you yes. and, and what He's done for you, right? If someone is sharing about their pain, okay, and you're like, "I'm so sorry, yeah, I love you. Can I just pray for you right now? Yeah, can we just invite Jesus into this conversation? Someone is not going to in their tracks say. I don't want to be prayed with because I'm unclear on why the church says contraception is wrong. Those are two different conversations. Yes.
0: Agreed. Right? Yeah. It's different. Yeah.
1: That's what I'm trying to say. We're making it a bigger deal than it has to be.
0: Okay. Well, let me give you a little pushback. Pushback. Here we go. I guess I think people say, I don't know if I can believe in a God who says that about same-sex unions. I can't interact with that kind of God if that's what you say God is. Yeah, let me just acknowledge for
1: you listening. It hurts to hear that. Okay. There's a fear that rises up. Right. Like, uh,
0: yeah. Totally. Uh, what do you do? There.
1: That feels kind of right, and I yeah. don't. I don't know how to get out of this one. Right. Yeah. If it were me. Yeah. Say a couple of things. I would acknowledge. I get that. That must be really painful is someone you love do they struggle with same sex attraction? like tell me where that that comes from mm-hmm. i I would take the Jesus approach yeah which is to ask more questions okay and to take the pressure off of myself to have the answer okay it takes training it's not totally. a, that's not a fun experience I come back all the time to this this clip from this sermon okay from Michael Miller uh-huh. of upper room a, a Protestant church that we really love, and they do a beautiful job sharing the gospel. In this sermon, he says, God is love, but love is not God. And that we have to be very careful. I'm not going to do it as articulately as he was able to explain this, but we believe that love is God. And our definition, our understanding of love is God. So whatever love looks like or feels like to us, that must be God. And if I find out things about God that don't align with my own definition or experience of love, I think God is wrong or the yeah. church is wrong. Yeah. But really God is love and we need to get a biblical definition of what love is. He
0: sets the definition
1: of exactly. love. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We're not after being right. Mm. We're after souls, you know? Yeah. So- there could, there's some purifying there, right? Even in me, even in this pretend mm. scenario that I felt pressure, I felt stressed on this podcast to have the right answer, the right, it is scary. Yeah, I don't know, but I wanna love this person and I wanna keep inviting them into relationship. I don't wanna give them a catechism reference. They can't hear it anyway, yeah, This person is saying, I can't believe in a God that this, because of who I am and what's important to me yeah. or what happened to me, right? Mm-hmm. Or who I love. So coming at them with facts and figures and references is not going to touch that deep part of them where they made that decision about who God is and what's important to them.
0: Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I wonder if you can say what Peter says. But to say like, I don't have the answer to that. But what I do have is this.
1: Okay. So just what you're talking about is Acts chapter three, Peter and John just go to the temple. They're just going to preach the good news every day. They're telling them, don't come to the temple. Don't say the name of Jesus. We're going to flog you. They get flogged. They come back the next day. Wow. They're crazy. So anyway, they come in, they see this beggar sitting by the beautiful gate. He's asking them for alms. And Peter, this is verse three, when he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked them for alms. Peter looked intently at him. Hang on. Crazy. That's like right there. That's what I'm talking about. The more important thing is to look intently at somebody, not to withdraw, not to get your hackles up, not to get defensive about the church or to correct their bad theology or their wrong Mm. politics. We're looking intently at people, at the soul in front of us. Peter looked intently at him, as did John. John's also. He's in there. (laughs) Just shout out to my boy. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver or gold, but what I have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Stand up and walk. So we can't solve all of their problems. We can't defend every little nuanced circumstance in their life with the hard truth of the gospel or some church document or doctrine, right? But we can look intently at people and we can give them what we have. And what we have is Jesus Christ. Yeah, We can tell them what he's done for us.
0: Mm-hmm. I do think the majority of people, what you're saying is, the majority of people, 95% of people in the world, just want someone to look at them and to see them and to they're open to being prayed with. Yes. But I think we think the majority of people do not want that. The majority of people are drinking hatred on Christianity.
1: Yeah. No, I agree totally. Yeah. I think the devil has actually capitalized on this fear. I think okay. there's like a stronghold yeah. in the church, in the heart of believers that we think, I, if I put myself out there in faith, and want to pray with somebody, I'm going to get this staunch intellectual atheist (laughs) who has extensive knowledge of church history and, and, and scripture, and they're going to combat my faith and squash me down. That's not what's
0: going to happen. Yeah. You're going to find the one famous atheist YouTuber who does that for a living. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's not what's going to happen. Yeah. And if it does, if someone says, no, I don't want to be prayed with. Okay, great. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, what is the, you know, I like to I like to play it all the way through. Yeah. What is the worst thing that could happen?
1: I love this question. No. The Council of Trent got no, it all you. wrong. Your faith is a sham. Well, <laughs> have a nice day, I guess. I mean.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The Lord loves you.
1: Yeah. If you could just double down on the looking intently part. I'm <laughs> serious. Totally. It takes practice, but if we can kind of disengage from the defensiveness, right? Our faith is not on the line when we share the gospel. People have free will to to receive it or not, but we have a responsibility. I mean, St. Paul, the way he writes about the gospel is he's a bond servant. He's a slave. He's in chains writing. He belongs to Christ. So it's his responsibility to share the gospel. It is not his responsibility how people respond to the gospel. Yeah. This is what I love about the parable of the sower. Jesus is like the sower, is scattering seed indiscriminately, right? right. It's on the path. It's on the rocky soil. He's not like, ooh, that rocky soil. That famous atheist YouTuber, oof, <laughs> he doesn't get any seed. Yeah, yeah. Nope, he's just sowing seed. Right. It's not up to him, right? He will come and tend the soil, but... It's not up to him, the condition of the soil. It's probably not a great analogy because he's all of the things, you know what I mean? But we, in imitation of the sower, are not responsible for the condition of the soil, the receptivity of the soil. We're not responsible if the birds come and pick up the seed or if the seed takes root and grows up. We're not
0: responsible for that. We're just sowing seed. I think about this even with women who struggle with how do I evangelize my adult children? Mm-hmm. So not even some stranger on the street, yeah. but people in our families where, you know, they're not in our care anymore. Right. They're adults. They have all of these objections to the church and to the faith. What do I do? Mm-hmm. And you would say, keep scattering seed. But Gee, how do you yeah. do that with someone who's just not having it? Well, if your relationship with the Lord is primary,
1: yes. if that's the wellspring, the source of all life for you, Yes, it's naturally
0: just going to come out of you.
1: It's not a part of your life. It is your life. It is your life. You're just going to talk about it.
0: Yes, that's true. So I think it's just coming back to your own personal prayer. Yeah. And it overflowing from that.
1: Yes. And I think in line with that parable of sowing seeds, keep inviting your kids. Do you want to come a little bit early for Easter dinner and we'll go to mass first? very sweet. I'm going to confession on Saturday to your, you you know, your college kid who's home for the weekend. I'm going to get up and go to confession. Do you want to go with me and we can grab coffee or do brunch after? I'd love some time with you. Yeah. Right. It's not like you should go to confession while you're home. Mm -hmm. Although parents, it is within your right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Not a grown child, but my nearly 10 year old went to confession and I was like, let's go get a treat after. And I kind of think that would be cool to have like a positive treat that goes with the positive healing. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I've never done it before.
1: It's not just, I don't think the actual like food treat or the experience of like going to get new earrings or yeah. whatever you make that thing. Yeah. I think it's also the relationship. Totally. You're saying like this is something we do together. This yeah. is something we share in common and it's really special and we're going to celebrate it. Yeah. Something about celebrating the faith. And shifting out of that obligation territory into celebrating territory. Yeah.
0: So I think what I hear you saying is it all comes from our own personal prayer, which, okay, if we go back to Coach Mosley, he's like praying in his real life. He has a relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Where once he starts praying over this kid or praying with this kid, he's tapping into something that he already has a a quick line into, right? He's like yeah. he's like engaging in this thing that he already has going on. Yeah. So I wonder if it starts from when we meet people or when we're in conversation with coworkers that we would start having prayer yes, just Jenna. interiorly. Yeah. So Lord, come be with me right now in this conversation, interiorly. Yeah. Uh, Holy Spirit, come and fill this room. Bring your peace. Like, like that our initial... Posture yeah. would be of this interior relationship. Yeah, that we know that God is real, right? We already have the faith. We know He's here. We know He hears our prayer. We know we're in relationship. So, the next time we're in this, we're in that line of mm-hmm. communication mm-hmm. to be able to say, like, "Hey, I'd love to pray right now. Would you be open to that?"
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the line of communication is already open. Yeah, it's almost like we're trying to dissect. This thing that is so natural, yeah it's it's not a start and stop thing, right, because you're in prayer and in relationship with the Lord because that's the wellspring that's the source of all life for you, right? You're in a conversation and you're listening and the Lord is listening and you're listening to the Lord. It becomes so natural, it's not this like very regimented formula that we have to. Remember that when I come into this conversation, I need to invite the Holy Spirit. No, you have a relationship with yes. the Holy Spirit. He lives on the inside of you. But to start paying attention mm-hmm. to that connection, which is already open. Yeah. To start paying attention to that relationship that is always happening. Prayer isn't only happening when you go and sit down to pray. Prayer is happening on this podcast. Prayer is happening while you're on in, your commute. I in don't line know. At the supermarket. Yeah. Yeah. I should say prayer can be happening all of the time. Yes. My big thing about like praying with people is just not to make it a thing. Yeah. How can I pray for you? That's a good one for me. I like that. How can I pray for you? And then they say, oh, my daughter. Well, let me pray right now. Pray, Father, bless her daughter. Thank you, Jesus. I know that you're already bringing her back to your heart. She loves you. Whatever. Mm -hmm. And would you bless this? Their relationship, then like I bring it back to the mom, you know, can be short and sweet. I love that. It feels so good to just walk through your day as an instrument of Jesus, like to live as a vessel, Mm -hmm. to tap into the reality that we're all chosen vessels and that he wants to use us to speak life to people, to encourage people, to bring them back into relationship to remind them how good they are like it's really exciting
0: yeah I think 99% of us Catholics Mm -hmm. have never experienced that yeah have no idea what that feels like or looks like tangibly Mm
1: -hmm. I wonder could you just pray with one person every day Mm. and you can start simple you could start by praying before meals at dinner with your family yeah or at bedtime with your kids But then maybe take another step, like to ask your husband, could we pray a rosary together tonight or Mm -hmm. could we, I don't know, read the readings and talk about them together tonight? We just so overcomplicate things. It doesn't have to be that hard. right? I think people should just try to pray with one person every day. You don't have to start with the stranger on the subway. Okay. You could start with your kids. You could start with your spouse. So I have a friend. Yeah
0: who has said to me a couple of times, which I'm sure you guys know this, but like psychologically or psychology says that you have to hear something a certain number of times before it like gets in you and you start to believe it and think it. Anyway, so she's told me a few times that she and her husband pray every night before bed. And I'm like, I don't understand. (laughs) What do you do? Yeah. And she's like, we just pray like out loud. And I was like, what? Like, yeah, that's it. She's like, yeah. I was like, what do you do though? She's like, just like intentions are sweet. So I was like, Mike, I heard that these people who we like respect and really love yeah, pray together every night. And I don't want to start doing that. He's like, okay. So I just said in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
1: You just did it? Yeah.
0: Okay. Just it. I said, thank you, Lord, for Mike, for the gift that he is, <laughs> for him leading our marriage. Yeah. Amen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then Mike did his thing and then we were done and that was it. Yeah. And we just, we'd just been doing it every night. No. Yeah. It's wow. like so sweet. Yeah. So the girls, like we pray with the girls and then they leave. And then I just say, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we just do it. It's not me asking, it's just yeah, praying. Yeah, And it's super simple. I just prayed, like I would start my own like journal or quiet prayer time with the Lord, which typically for me, I begin in Thanksgiving mm-hmm. just for my day, for the grace that he poured out on me that day. Uh, I pray a lot in Thanksgiving for my kids. Mm-hmm. If Mike's feeling especially spicy, I will pray in Thanksgiving for him and like cast some life into him, you know, uh, Thanksgiving for what an amazing man he is, you know.
1: Well, and even to remind you in that moment totally. that you might be irritated, yes. no, Mike is a gift.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. He kind of just has to get on board once I'm thanking the mm-hmm. Lord for what a gift he is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. It shifts the room a little bit, so that was a real gift I think to me that yeah. I was trying to find the right consecration, the right novena, yes, the right uh, time to do the rosary, which never seemed to work out. Which don't worry, I'll keep trying, Mary. But it was freeing, I think, to just think, oh, Mike has his own personal relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. I have my own personal relationship with the Lord where we're talking to a real person. Mm -hmm. We're in, again, that like line of communication. We have this line of communication with the living God. I could simply say aloud what it is I'm saying interiorly with the Lord.
1: Mm. So your spontaneous prayer with Mike is an overflow of your personal relationship with the Lord. Got it. I love it because I've had lots of married friends say to me, we don't have the same spirituality. Yes. We're on different sleep schedules. We're always trying to make it a thing. Yeah. And what you're doing
0: is making it not a thing. You're just diving right in. Yes. It's really funny because it's typically when we both just want to roll over and like be on our phones. Yeah. I'm like, in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. And if, I mean, it doesn't, again, mine is like three sentences and I'll be quiet. And I'm like, do you want to add anything? And if not? then it's, you know, amen. Mm-hmm. If he does, then praise God. Wow. But just to like have that invitation that this is something I'd love for us to do together and feels like a move of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So he'll get on the train, you know? I think it's, it's like anything. It's like working out,
1: you know, you're kind of starting to flex a muscle. Yeah. Three sentences is really doable. Yeah. Thank you for today. Mm-hmm. Thank you for my spouse. Mm-hmm. Thank you for our kids. I was going to keep going. See, it's yes. like so natural once you get started. Totally, There is so much to be thankful for and to direct that Thanksgiving at the person yes. who's giving you the things that you're thankful for. Yes. I'm not saying it has to grow over time, but I think it builds that muscle of spontaneous mm-hmm. prayer and it builds that habit of heart
0: connection yes. with your spouse every day. And with the Lord. Shall we pray? Yes, please. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we praise you and we thank you. Thank you for the gift of this moment, God, this opportunity to see your face. Lord, I ask for an increase of your Holy Spirit in our lives, for an increase of your peace, of your love, for an increase of courage to talk about you, to pray with your sons and daughters, God, to tell them about you and your love and your presence. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity today. To pray with someone. Thank you for your Holy Spirit's prompting to do so. And I ask for wisdom, for joy. Mother Mary, thank you for being such a good mother to us, for showing us what it means to serve, to be close to your Son, to love. Please take our intentions to your Son's throne, Mary. We ask all these things in your Son, Jesus' most holy and precious name. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son. Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, BD. Thanks for praying with me, Jenna. Anytime. Get it? Yeah. That was good. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.